bow your heads and your hearts with me as we pray. Heavenly Father, we do look to you today with joyful hearts because of what you have done in our lives. We thank you for this time to join together. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done in your people. As we join together for this wonderful Christmas program today, we thank you for the workers, for the beautiful children that will be part of it. Thank you for the voices that will be raised by all in here as a part of this program. And God, we would ask that you would very much be clearly involved in our time. You are so good to us, and we do not deserve it. And so we praise you during this Christmas season for the many gifts and the many blessings that we enjoy. Would you very much so please uh, be clearly working in our midst this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to say welcome to Calvary Bible. I am Pastor Jeremy, the senior pastor here at Calvary, and I... I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and give a one announcement, and that is, if you are a guest with us for the first time, attached to your bulletin, there's a connection card. If you would please fill that out and leave it in the pew rack in front of you, we would appreciate that. Everybody else that's in attendance, if you would please fill out the attendance slip and leave that in the pew rack in front of you, that would be a help to us. So you're going to hear some tearing, and that's fine. That's a good sound around here, and uh, we like for that. Um, we've changed the order up a little bit today. I'm going to talk here for just a few moments, and we're going to have you singing along with the kids um, at, in part of our program, and we're going to take our offering at the end. If you're a guest with us, this offering is for our members and attendees um, to support the local church. You can give if you want, but there's no expectation um, that you will uh, give in that offering time. But if you're thrown off, um, don't throw your check away or anything. We'll take the offering right at the end. And uh, we're glad for those that faithfully support. I want to talk just for a moment about this season that we are in. And if you want and you have a Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter 1 because I'm going to read a section from Luke chapter 1 and uh, refer to that just a bit during our time. But I want to go ahead and ask a question. I know we've got young kids in here. Now, if all you younger kids will give me your extra special attention, that would be helpful. And I'm going to give you an opportunity in a little bit to earn one of you to earn a quiet seat prize if you are listening very, very carefully. And for you grown-ups, I have a quiet seat prize for you as well. I'll be watching to see who's quiet. And, uh, but for those that are children, you've got to answer a question at the end about what I'm saying. So you've got to listen very carefully if you would like to get that prize. When we come to this time of year, there are sometimes words that get used that we don't hear throughout the rest of the year. Maybe you've already heard some. I heard one of these words even this morning that you do not hear except for at the time of Christmas. Words like Mary. We don't say Merry Birthday, do we? We just say Merry Christmas. Words like Yuletide. You don't hear that throughout the year. How about Tannenbaum? Anybody use Tannenbaum on a monthly basis? Probably not too many. Uh, figgy pudding. Figgy pudding we'll hear in December and really no other time. And for some of you, you might even hear humbug in the next several weeks. There's another word that we hear used this time of year, and sometimes we'll hear it throughout the year, but not as often. And for those of you who are younger who are listening, for that question I'm going to ask, you need to pay attention right now. That word is Emmanuel. 
And I'm not going to ask you just to remember the word Emmanuel, but I want you to remember what the word Emmanuel means. And we actually find the definition of this in Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to read for us, starting in verse number 26. So if you don't have a Bible, listen carefully. I think we have it on the screen as well. Listen very carefully for the meaning of the word Emmanuel. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will receive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Go ahead and skip down to verse 34 there. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. When we look at a name for Jesus that we don't hear throughout the year very much, this name Emmanuel, let me tell you what it means. Emmanuel means God with us. God is with us. Now for you that are younger, remember that. And I'm going to ask you at the end if anybody remembers that Emmanuel means God is with us. Let me talk just for a moment about this encounter that Mary had. As the angel came and visited her, what must it have been like for her to get this announcement? To walk with incredible faith and belief. Many over the years have wondered what this young woman must have been thinking. The fact that she would carry God as a child inside her belly. Many have seen this passage and have asked this question, what would that have been like? They might have asked this question, what would it be like to have God inside of you? I think that's a good question. What would it be like to have God inside of you? A couple other questions that are helpful for us. What would it have been like to have God inside of you and growing inside of you like Jesus was growing inside Mary's belly? What would it be like with God growing inside of her so much that it came to the point where he just had to come out. Jesus just had to come out at one point. And then one more question I'd like for us to consider, what might it be like for others to see you and to see Jesus inside of you to the point where they are changed? For others in this world to see Jesus in you. You see, when we look at Jesus He is one part of the Godhead. We say God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if you know Jesus Christ, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us when you give your heart to Jesus, that he gives you a gift. He gives you the Holy Spirit, places the Holy Spirit within you. And so if I can put it this way, you can become a modern-day Mary. 
The place where you live can be a modern-day Bethlehem because you can have God not only with you, but you can have God in you. There are a couple other references in the Bible that talk about this. In the New Testament, we read one letter written to Christians, and the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 3.17, he prays for them that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, God in them. And then even today, some of you passed by the beautiful three Christmas trees that are in our foyer back there. I saw a couple people that were getting photographs with that. It is covering up a picture, and that picture is a picture of Jesus Christ, and Jesus is doing something in that picture. He's knocking on a door. We find um, that reference in Revelation 3.20, where the Bible says this about Jesus, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, pay attention here, Jesus says, I will come in to eat with him and he with me. What did Jesus say there? Where did he say he would go? Jesus said, if anyone knocks on the door, I will come what? In. Jesus will come in. Jesus makes the same promise to you and me in a similar way that he did with Mary, that he says he can occupy us, and he can grow and grow in us until something has to come out. Now, it is no secret around here at Calvary that I have in my office a candy machine. In order to get candy from this candy machine, you just have to come and ask me politely, may I have some candy, please? I'm going to confess here a little bit because confession is good for the soul, okay? I take this opportunity to help out all the parents. Parents, you're welcome because I help you out by not giving kids the candy unless they say, may I have some candy, please? In fact... Even this morning, and I'm not sure if I should tell you this or not, I had a child say, can I have some candy? And I waited, and they didn't say please. Can you guess what I told that child? No. Oh, what a Scrooge. I, I told him no. I said, because you did not say please. And so, of course, they always say the same thing, please. And I said, too late, just like that. I take this opportunity to help out the parents because I know I appreciated the help when I had younger ones. And if you apply this discipline long enough with these little ones, eventually it will go from being something that is forced on them, say please, say thank you, to something that naturally flows out of them. You see, we can put that as, as something that's always around them so much to the point where it will finally come out. And your kids will begin to naturally do this sometimes. And in a very similar way, if you and I have God not only with us, Emmanuel, God is with us. Not only God with us, but if we have God in us. And let me encourage you today, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your, as your Savior, then you have God in you. And in a similar way, when you're spending time with Christ in His Word, and you're trying to grow to be a good Christian, eventually, don't miss this, because I'm going to talk about it in just a second, the beautiful attributes that were in Jesus Christ when He walked in this world, eventually, they will come out of you. And they'll come out of you. 
Those attributes that Jesus so beautifully demonstrated will come out of us if we have God within us and as we are growing by reading God's word and trying to. But did you know that there's stuff within us sometimes that's not good? Sometimes there's some nasty stuff in there. In fact, I saw a news story last night about the flu season and they were encouraging people to get a flu shot They were talking about how folks are going to be impacted by this sickness. You see, sometimes the flu, when it's inside of you, it's a sickness. And we don't like that. But I want to suggest to us that within every one of us, even if we have God in us, if we are not working hard to try to grow closer to God, there can be some stuff that is not nice that comes out. For those of you who are parents of these little ones, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And for those of you who have spent much time with yourself over the past 30 or 50 years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What if I told you that instead of a shot, I'll make it easier. What if you could take a pill? These things that are inside of you that you don't like, that are bad, they're nasty. What if you could take a pill to get rid of anger? What if you could take a pill to get rid of discouragement. How about lack of control? If I could give you a pill to um, solve your problem with being out of control, what if there was a pill available for dealing with being harsh or even living in a constant state of depression? You see, these are things that are without inside people that they don't like, and we work as hard as we can to not let them come out but still sometimes they will. Let me just tell you, if God, for every one of us, if God is in you, it is never God's plan for you to continue with a life where you're demonstrating strife or anger or impatience. It is never God's plan for you to be constantly demonstrating evil or being out of control. You see, because the Bible tells us, for those of us who have God in us, we can study his word and we can find the fruits of the spirit. And you'll see that each one of these things that so many people struggle with can be combated by those fruits of the spirit, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. Listen, it is never God's plan for us to continue to demonstrate these things, if you're looking at the screen, on the left. And some of us struggle in different ways. Some of us don't struggle with some of those at all. Others have let those have a huge huge foothold in our life. And I want to suggest to you that God, if God is in you, and you're looking into his word, that you can have relief, not just a pill, but you can have help from God to get rid of these things. You see, if you have God in you, and he's so wonderful, and you're trying to grow to be more like Jesus Christ, the things on the right of your screen, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, these are the things that will come out. But the starting place is that you have to have God within. Okay, I'm going to test the listening of the young people. By raise of hand, can anybody tell me what the name Emmanuel means? Young person raising their hand. I saw your hand first right there. God God is with us. Very good. Okay, we'll see if you guys can catch that as a team. Nice job. All right. God is with us, okay? 
For the adults, I'm going to ask you a tough question later on after the service today, but I've got a penny right here for you. Now, in case you don't know, this penny will actually buy you a handful of Mike and Ike candies in my office. And so, um, Anna, you can help yourself to some Mike and Ikes right after the service, okay? And uh, that will be helpful. Let me give us just two quick takeaways from the message today. Number one is this. If you do not have God living inside of you, if you have never asked God to forgive you of your sins and to be God of your life, the Bible tells us this, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you have not done so, invite Jesus to live inside of you. There is no better decision. Maybe you've grown up in a Christian home like I did and you can't remember a time when you didn't believe in God or in Jesus, but you've never really made it real in your life. You need to do this. And then number two, if you have received Jesus, you need to practice the disciplines that will represent him well to others. What are those disciplines? Prayer and time spent in the Bible. Represent him well to others. Let God that is within you go out to others. Emmanuel, God is with us. Is he in you? And if I were to ask those that are around you, would they say, oh yeah, God is definitely in that man or that woman. All right, I'm going to ask our musicians to come back up to the front, and we're going to sing one more song. As they are coming up, I'm going to ask you to warm your vocal cords up because I think in our program today, we are actually going to let you participate by singing quite a few of the songs. So I'm going to ask you all to stand at this time. We'll sing one more song before we have our kids come up and give us the great